New car thinking is country autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits and coffee. Each to their own. The country autos have all. It's new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. Time to get slightly snobby with letters from Tamworth. 724, time to find out what is going on in our sister city of Tamworth, Staffordshire. And a dangerous manhole has been coned off after a dog walker fell down it while out on a walk. This is a stuff made of nightmares. All we needed was like some snakes down the bottom of it and it would just make it even worse. Stuff of nightmares, cartoons... Or funniest home videos. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And that's all dependent on what music's playing in the background at the time that you're watching it occur. Or what what generation you're from. (laughs) Did you watch Looney Tunes? Did you grow up with funniest home videos? (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. The only thing funny about Australia's funniest home video shows, which I hated as a kid, I did not like watching that show, was The Voice, the voiceover guy. He made (laughs) some of those videos, if you watched them on mute, they were not funny no but when when you added that voiceover guy's voice hey, <laughs> hey that voice onto it it made all the videos funny yeah i, I think most so. of them were like people getting injured too which is like yeah oh, i know do we want to laugh yeah that? Was... we do but anyway <laughs> <laughs> you got a dark heart today i like it lisa bull was walking her collie crossbreed storm around Tamworth on Saturday, October 17, when she stepped on the manhole cover and to her horror, it gave way and she slipped in, causing cuts and bruises to her leg. Lisa told the Tamworth Herald, I took my dog for a walk on Saturday afternoon. No, I mean, it was just starting to get dark, but there was still some light so I could see what was going on. As I stepped on it, it gave way from under me and I scraped up all my leg. I let go of the lead for a second in shock, but thankfully managed to grab it back again. I scraped all the front of me calf going down, and as I pulled my leg up, I scraped the back of my calf against the manhole cover. Me leggings and me hands were all covered in dirt. I got a couple of scrapes through my leggings and a bruise and a cut on my knee. I reported to the police, and they've stood it upright, and they put some traffic cones around it. Know what I'm saying? That actually sounds really horrible. It, yeah, no, it's, it's not good. Thankfully, it wasn't like a, a high cover, but so you could have like, lucky she didn't break her ankle or something like yeah, that or totally. break her foot or something. Uh, or uh, find the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> that would have that actually been the silver lining though, wouldn't it? <laughs> you fight, fall right in and then Raphaela's like, what are you doing down here? <laughs> <laughs> Tamworth Council have handballed it off to the local water guys mm. saying that it's your manhole cover, you fix it. Uh, they said that they've sent one of their engineers out urgently to inspect it. It is one of our manhole covers. It will be absolute priority to make it safe and it will be fixed as quickly as possible. So there you go. A nice, very prompt reply and a nice admission of ownership there too from the water company. Yeah. Hey. Good on him. I think you'd be hard-pressed to get that kind of stuff here. It's crazy. Depends on what level of government we're talking about. Yeah, I think it's just one of the local water guys, I'm Mm. pretty sure, but still. Well done. That is our letters from Tamworth. Uh, No doubt we'll keep you up to date with how that manhole cover gets repaired. And if they don't seal it, we might have Ninja Turtles Take Two. (laughs) 727. The latest local news from around this Tamworth on the way next with Tony. You can have style and quality with Country Autos Havel or have the complete opposite with JB. JB 
JB for breakfast. For country orders have all. It's New Car Thinking 92.9. Snake, 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 them. I know we usually do the feed right now, but we got snakes to talk about. They take high prior priority on this show, so uh, let's let's chat snakes and and more so high priority because this is a little closer to home. Local than snakes. we used to local snakes. This local is what we like and local snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Tamworth Adventure Playground had a bit of a slithery intruder there the other day. That's a long brown snake too. It was a very long it's snake. It's huge. If you haven't seen the picture, head to the council's website. Yeah. Um, sorry, the local council's Facebook page. Yeah. It's on there. Someone submitted that photo. Ooh. It's crazy. Yeah, of course, it, you know, it's starting to warm up. They're starting to wake up. They're starting to look around for food and things like that. Just be careful. It's time to do our springtime snake warnings for yeah, what to and do. Of course, if you do see one, don't yeah. try and touch it yourself. Just yeah, call, call someone who yeah. like, does it professionally. There's lots of numbers out there. Yeah. The council's got them on their website yeah. as well. They'll collect them and just relocate them to the bush. Yeah. So um, don't try and do it yourself, please. The snake just you know, wanted uh, to have a bit of fun on the slip and slide. It is a very, very good-looking play park. Oh, it is. It's amazing. I don't blame him for wanting to join in on the fun. Out of all the rides down there at the Tamworth Adventure Playground, if you can call them rides, um, what what one do you reckon the snake would most be enthralled to be a part of? I think it probably is, like, really attracted to the colourful ones. The colour, you reckon? But my favourite is, like, the big silver Slide. Yeah, the, see, the snake would love that slip and slide. Yeah. It'd get all the way up to the top. It would slither, spend minutes getting to the top there, at least half an hour, to slither his way up to the top, and then he'd just slide down that tube. I just he'd had love an it. actual nightmare thought. Yeah. Imagine if you went into the slide <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just hit that thought too. Imagine if it was in the slide or at the bottom, you know. Oh, my God. Sorry, everybody. It just popped into my head and I had to share it, but now I know that we're all feeling gross. <laughs> or there's some climbing stuff down there as well, down yeah. there at the Adventure Playground. Yeah. You're climbing up it, you're nearly to the top, you're about to put your hand in the grip hole. No! To pull yourself up to the top. Imagine if he's just hanging out there in the grip hole. Oh, He'd no, like, no. Like that. Don't worry, don't worry, kids. They can't climb like that. No, no. Uh, what about the? F- I reckon he'd like the flying fox down there at the playground. You know why? Yeah, who doesn't like a flying fox? Because you know snakes, foxes. That's why it's got it all. All Havels come with a seven-year unlimited kilometre warranty. Sadly, for our boss JB doesn't. JB for breakfast. The country autos Havel. It's new car thinking. Ninety-two point nine. 11 past 7, Nia, some say, with JV for breakfast. All thanks to Country Auto's tablets. New car thinking, a massive weekend of sport finals. And it gets underway tomorrow night with the very first AFL grand final being held outside of Victoria. To chat more about it, from Fox Sports, Drew Jones. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, Jared. It's uh, Christmas Eve. It is. For the grand final. A little bit of a weird year. Um, having, you know, I guess, Victorians locked inside, um, 
Again, not at the MCG, but uh, as we do with everything in 2020, we just embrace it, we roll with it, and uh, hopefully make the best of it. Exactly right. That's it. It was fantastic that the season ended up getting you know off the ground again. I think a lot of us, you know, back in April. May were even wondering whether we were actually even going to get a season this year. So the fact that we have and the fact that it's being held in Queensland is just phenomenal. How 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 have these two sides gone this year? Obviously, they've gone good enough to make it through to the finals. What are your picks for who's going to take it out tomorrow night? So destiny against dynasty. So the Tigers have made uh, three of the last four grand finals now. Want to flag in. 2017 and 2019, um, widely considered the best teams uh, of the last few years. Uh, and then Destiny is for Geelong, who have got Gary Ablett, who's one of the greatest players uh, of all time, playing his 357th and last game in the grand final tomorrow. He's, like, he's won a couple of flags, one of the most decorated players ever. His dad also considered one of the best players of all time. The Ablett family, very famous in Geelong. Um, so... I guess the fairy tale finish would be yeah. for Gary to finish uh, with a flag in his final game. And then Patrick Dangerfield has been one of the great modern day midfielders. And he's done just about everything, but we haven't seen him in a grand final yet. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting contest. Tigers probably have played the more consistent footy over the last few years. But Geelong have been excellent the last couple of weeks. And they lost the first final against Port. Um, and a long way back after losing the first final. Um, but the Tigers did as well. So it's actually the first time in AFL history that two teams have lost in the first week of the finals and end up making the grand final. So um, yeah, wow. I think uh, Bookie's favourite is the Tigers. Um, yeah. But I think the, the sentiment and the neutrals will probably be cheering for Geelong. Just with a couple of the off-field dramas that the Tigers have had this season, they've probably lost the... Um, I guess the footy gods won't be favouring the Tigers tomorrow. Is, do you think the uh, they've bought a piece of turf up to uh, the Gabba? <laughs> What's going on with that? They actually, like, trucked this up there from the MCG. Yeah, wasn't that well received, I don't think, by the <laughs> no. because the turf could get out of the state, but no-one else could. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a, a sponsorship stunt, um, which was fully paid for by Rebel Sport, which I think... It fell a little bit flat, but we saw a photo of it yesterday. A guy I used to work with, Mark Gottlieb, um, had a photo at the Gabba. And it's just sort of on the sideline. Yeah. A fairly sort of insignificant part of the Gabba, yeah. <laughs> Publicity stunt gone wrong. Yeah, they can't get them all right, unfortunately. No. So I was just going to ask, Jared, um, what, what do you think the plans are for most people in New South Wales, given for the first time the game's at night? Do you think? more sort of neutral fans or the rugby league fans might tune in? I, I, I think so. I think having it on at night time, I think is going to make it a little bit more accessible than, you know, the usual Sunday afternoon thing. I think a lot of people being in their normal weekend routines, if they're not a massive AFL fan, probably would have missed that it's on. Whereas, you know, if you're used to sitting down at night time and flicking through the channels you may come across it. It might spark your interest. So I think it's an interesting move for the AFL. Do you think they might stick with uh, doing a night AFL grand final ongoing, or do you think they'll move it back to the Saturday afternoon? Great opportunity to have a look at how it all feels and how it looks. Uh, I think the, the likelihood is that we'll end up with a twilight game, so they'll start it 
in daylight, in dusk, and then finish at night. Yeah. Um, I think that's where they probably want to get in the end. Um, and that time slot probably, again, a little bit more accessible than the afternoon start. It's just, I guess, in sport, we love our traditions. And yeah. And people, people like things the way that they've always been. Um, but, um, yeah, DMAs, Cub Sport, um, being sort of the two, and Shepherd being the headline acts yes. um, for the pre-game, half-time and post-game. So there's plenty for everyone, I think, uh, in the grand final this year. Exactly right. No, it's certainly been a very interesting year. But, hey, it's mm. it's certain, certainly thrown some spanner in the works, but maybe possibly <laughs> made some improvements as well with, uh, you know, people coming out of their comfort zones and companies and sporting organisations having to adapt as well. Drew, thank you so much for your uh, your inside knowledge into all things AFL and uh, enjoy the game. Pleasure, Jared. Yeah, enjoy the game. And enjoy the rugby league game too. Fully G-Technic. Get a new Havel from Country Autos Havel and enjoy that new car smell, which sadly JB's rusted 1991 Daihatsu charade lost a long, 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 long time ago. Thanks to Country Autos Havel. It's new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. Lots of footy finals on this weekend. Last hour, I had a chat with Drew Jones from Fox Sports all about the AFL Grand Final. Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening, we've got the NRL footy finals on. And to tell us more about it, Joden Perry from Over the Black Dot on NITV. Thank you so much for your time. No problem, mate. Pleasure to be with you. Now, the women's NRL finals is on uh, Sunday afternoon as well. The Broncos versus the Roosters there in the women's final. How's that competition shaped up? Mate, it's been terrific, eh? It just gets better um, year on year. You know, there's getting more depth in players and the skill level of all the ladies just keeps improving. And we've seen some great footy this year. You know, we've had um, a few of the rah-rah girls come over who are actually world-class athletes and on that world stage and circuit, so they've come over and added a bit of spice in the competition. But it's just been um, it's been really tighter than ever. There's been no real blowout, so that's what we want to see, and it uh, holds us in good stead for the grand final. Yeah, who do you think's going to take that one out out of the Broncos and the Roosters? Broncos again. They're going to they're going to do the three pit, I think, mate. I mean, this Roosters team uh, is pretty stacked, yeah. but their big gun this year's been Charlotte Catholic from rugby, and she's out injured. Uh, the Broncos players, plenty of those girls in that team have done all this before and I expect them to go do it again, eh? The men's grand final it's the Panthers versus the Storm. This is going to be a tough one to to pick, isn't it? It is, mate. I've been thinking about this one all week, which way to go. <laughs> um, look, my head says Melbourne are going to win, uh, but my heart says the Panthers. I'd like to see this group of young blokes really get it. Um, I don't know which way it's going to go. It's going to be really exciting. Both teams play really high-energy footy. Um, they move the ball side to side really quick. And they're also they're just really good in defence. Um, two of the best defences in the league, one and two. And they're just so good at uh, getting their defensive line, moving across the field to cover really anything that's thrown at them. Um, I think I'm going to lead towards Penrith, though, mate. I mean, they got through South last week, yeah. who were really, really informed. Um, they did that without their biggest X-factor, which is Viliame Kikau. So he's back from suspension. And that bloke can do anything, mate. He's a beast. The steam train, he just runs over everyone. He can chase through kicks. He's got some speed. He can catch bombs and score. He can do it all. So, you know, he's probably worth two tries to them. So I think I want to lead towards the Panthers, eh? No, f- fair enough. I think that, that surely that long winning streak's on their side. 
Oh, for sure, mate. And I mean, they're just um, they're, they're a group of young blokes, but they've come together so yeah. well um, within the COVID bubble. Obviously, the really disrupted season. You can see um, a lot of players have been breaking down. Yeah. Uh, but the Pen- Penrith Panthers haven't had too many major injuries. They've had a couple little scares, but um, they've got good systems in place there. They reacted well. They played, you know, 20, 22 games straight. And, um, oh, sorry, 20 games straight because yeah. they had two before the breakdown. And they just, don't, they just don't look like they're losing momentum at all. Young group of players, they look like they love each other. They're really tight. They love throwing the ball around. And they can just pull tries out from anywhere. Like, they got the likes of Stephen Crichton in the centres, who's an absolute gun coming out this year. Brent Naden, um, the young half, Jerome Luai, tremendous. You know, if the play breaks down, he can pull something out of his backside for a try. So um, they've got everyone, mate. They can probably play at 75% and still probably put three or four tries in the storm. So if they come out switched on, I think they can get them. Any predictions? I know it's a, uh, looking into our crystal ball. Any predictions for how things are going to look in 2021? Do you think... Uh, you know, the Panthers' dominance will continue next year. Any surprises? Um, I'm not sure, mate. I guess we're going to... The big thing for me this year has been the, um, the six-again rule that's came in yep. after, the, after the competition breakdown. That's been a big one for me, and um, these two teams have adapted to it the best out yep. of everyone. And, and a lot of other teams, like um, my side, the Raiders, a lot of teams have been following that Melbourne Storm blueprint for a while and trying to get down and play that grinding finals-type football they usually do. So I think that's disrupted a lot of teams. It depends. Yeah. Really, for me, if that rule's still back in and we've got the quick uh, play-the-ball speed, which is the focus, yeah. if we go back to the old rules, I still expect the likes of um, Melbourne, Roosters, Canberra, South, and all that to be, be up the top again. But um, this Penrith team, mate, you know, no big injuries. If they can claim the title here, they're going to be full of confidence next year. Yeah. And they've got a lot of young bodies in that team. Yeah. Footy, so they'll be up there. Love it. Joden Perry, thank you so much for your analysis and enjoy the NRL Grand Final. Uh, uh, um, unfortunately, your team, the Raiders, n- didn't make it in there. But, look, best best of luck for next year, I guess, and enjoy it anyway. No problems, mate. <laughs> thank you so much for your analysis. Jordan Perry there from the NITV's Over the Black Dot. 8.24 here at 92.9. These guys performing at the AFL Grand Final tomorrow evening. This is Shepherd Hometown. New car thinking is Country Autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits, and coffee. Each to their own. For Country Autos Havel, it's New Car Thinking. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. 7.42 here at 92.9. Ava Max and Kings and Queens. JB for breakfast, all thanks Country Autos Havel. It's New Car Thinking, and this is our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break. With the third and final U.S. presidential debate getting underway a little later on today, we'll see how this unfolds. The first debate, by and large, was fairly chaotic and left audiences relatively dissatisfied. So I'm going to have a chat with Megan Savaris, the PhD candidate at the School of Social Sciences at Monash University. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. How integral is this debate to the outcome of the uh, the U.S. election? I think this debate, it, there's only two weeks to go, so I don't know how much it will sway undecided voters. There's a very small portion of undecided voters, even compared to 2016. So most voters have made up their minds right now, particularly after watching the first debate. So while they will be interested in what's happening in this debate, I don't think it will 
really sway the outcome of the election. Anyone that watched the first debate, I think, was yelling at their TV screens going, can you mute them? Honestly, Mm -hmm. there is going to be a mute button in this debate. Will that help? The mute button will only be used to give each candidate the chance to answer one question at a time. So for two minutes at a time. After that, they can go into open debate, which was what happened last time. So whether that will really have much effect for the whole debate, we can't tell. But... Trump can also, he doesn't really need a microphone to distract Joe Biden. We as the audience might not be able to hear him, but Joe Biden might be distracted enough by what Trump's saying on stage to still lose his message. Uh, How much do you think COVID-19 will feature in this debate, given, of course, President Trump's overcoming of COVID-19 in the recent weeks? And, of course, the uh, country's climbing death toll have had some really bad outbreaks in some of the states there. How, how much will that be brought up in this debate, do you think? That's something that's on voters' minds, I think, more than ever because of, like you said, the climbing debt toll and the climbing case toll. So voters are particularly interested, and we would expect Trump to maybe have a different tone on it, having, had, having been diagnosed mm. with it himself. But how he's been reacting to, uh, to the COVID news stories this week doesn't look like he's made much progress in how he thinks and how he responds to it. Do you think the recent developments from the FBI about the Russian and Iranian influence will play out much in the debate? I think this um, influence by foreign actors, I think that's something that was expected to happen. It's, it was a big news topic of interest in 2016 in the midterms in 2018. So it was expected. Whether it will have much airtime in this debate, especially if everything that comes out of it is about how chaotic it was, then I don't know how much people would take away on that. But it is a big news story and it should be covered. Who do you think will triumph from the debate today? I think it's up to President Trump to come out on top, whether he can do that or not. He just has to stay calm, has to stay on message and not have so many personal attacks on Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the front runner, so he goes in with a bit of an advantage. So as long as he doesn't make any major mistakes, people would say that he wins the debate, I think. Thank you so much for your time. Fantastic insights. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Meghan Savardis, a PhD candidate at the School of Social Sciences at Monash University. And that US presidential debate is getting underway our time around about lunchtime today. That is the McDonald's Back Cafe coffee break at 7.46. New car thinking is country autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits and coffee. Each to their own. For Country Auto's Havel, it's New Car Thinking. This is JB for Breakfast on 92.9. The 9 at 9 just around the corner, all thanks to Bear Conspires, Tamworth's home of cool tools and fasteners. Last words, though, Melissa, thank you very much. She gives a big shout-out to the ladies representing the Tamworth BJP Fizzy Club at Coffs Harbour on the weekend. Travel safe and go Team Tamworth. Sarah says goodbye and thanks for all the fish. No dramas, Sarah. Uh, Mara, hope those that are working this weekend like I am have an easy time of it. Exactly right. And Rachel, happy 12th wedding anniversary for Sunday to Daniel. What a roller coaster ride, but I wouldn't change a thing. Thanks for that, Rachel. Some final words there. We've got a lost 
Jack Russell dog as well, seven months old, only small, is white with brown patches, wearing a red collar, answers to ISO, which is short for isolation, uh, lost out of Spring Ridge on Primer Road in Spring Ridge, much loved. So we've got a distraught owner there on the hunt for that little Jack Russell. If you think you've seen him, uh, please uh, let us know here at the station, 6762 uh, 6762- 7055 and we'll be able to pass over the owner's details well done natalie as well she's our facebooker of the week all thanks to celebrations she has cleaned up 20 dollars to spend there at celebrations over the weekend we love her facebook comment earlier on in the week we we're talking about uh what did you what do you have now that you didn't have before the pandemic and we loved natalie's answer it was a lovely one She's now got a new house, a new car, a new job, and a new baby. 2020 was a tough year, but one full of new beginnings for our little family. So, Natalie, we love that comment. You're our Facebooker of the week. Thanks to Celebrations. Well done. We'll be in contact with you to clean up some of those items there at Celebrations. Some great specials there at the moment. Uh, Tamworth, Gunnedah, and Scone. 4X Gold Stubs, $2 for $84. Jack Daniel, 4.8% 10-packs. $42. Bundy UP, one litre bottles, $53. So check those out this footy finals weekend at Celebrations, Tamworth, Gunnedah and Scone. The 9 at 9, right after our 9 o'clock national news on the way next.